The dollop wants to thank our sponsor, Helix Sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dollop. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last. With Helix, better sleep starts now. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week I, man in hotel room, wearer of shoes and pants, man with many dogs, Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to a guy... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I would love to sit here and nitpick uh, a lot of what, you know, just calling me a guy, which is bullshit. But instead, why don't I point out that you've definitely said that you wear shoes and pants before on your litany of really cool things about you? Hold on. Hold on. I've never done them together. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I really did. Well, Gareth, I could have, uh, welcome to show that. business. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. This is no. Now it's called now shoe business. An, now you're dealing with an old wily shoe biz guy. I'm certainly who, dealing who with an old guy. I'm certainly dealing with an old wily guy. Files stuff away for comedic uh, reasons. And I tell you what, there were a lot of people out there. There were a lot of people when I put them Where? together who. Uh, the audience, the people, the listeners, the, Who, the, the you ones. just did it. Did what? All right. Um, well, Dave, I think it's high time that I um, did what I've been waiting to do for a while. You have just put on ball cap, and a J town. Know how big of a change this is. I'm coming around. Jerish has put on. A Did you call me Jerish? Did you just call me Jerish? I'm excited. What Whatever. It doesn't mean you can call I'm me Jerish. Jerish put on a hat that says J Town. Listen to me. You, why? Why would I ever point what? out a mispronunciation of my name? Think, think about that know. for a second. Why would I ever? Nobody do that? understands you. You you have a pathological reaction. What does it say, dickhole? J-Town. Just says J-Town Ball Boys, and it's everything we And guess what? Wanted. I got one for you, too. They brought him, uh, someone oh, brought him to a shit. show. So we can rock these together. Probably at one Whoa. of our live shows, Dave, uh, which we'll be doing a bunch of. Um, we will be in uh, San Jose on July 26th, San Francisco July 28th, Sacramento July 30th, Boise August 1st, Salt Lake City, uh, no, Salt Lake City August 2nd, Denver, August 7th, which I'm just saying that because the other Denver date is sold out. August 5th two, will be in Boulder. We have two, we have two sold yes, out shows. August 9th, but one of them sold out. August 9th, Las Vegas. August 10th, Phoenix. And August 12th, San Diego. And then in the fall, we'll be right. at the Bloomington uh, Bus Kirk Chumley Theater, which has been a dream of ours for a long time. October 7th. Yeah. October 10th, we'll be in Talia Hall in Chicago. October 11th, we'll be in Milwaukee. Uh, we'll be in Madison, August 12th. And we'll be in pa- St. Paul, August 14th. Go to dollopodcast.com for tickets. And yes, we actually do have a Salt Lake City show on August 3rd. That one is sold out. So we're doing an August 2nd one, and then we have a Denver show August 6th, and that one is sold out, so we're doing one uh, August 7th as well. So, different shows, I'm told. And, 
We won't have J-Town hats for sale, but we will have merch for sale, which we've never really done before. So we will have uh, decals of our signatures. We will have uh, T-shirts. One of them might be J-Town related, even though I put up uh, quite a fight for a long time on the J-Town stuff. But here we are. I'm wearing some J-Town merch right now. Um, I'll be selling flour. No, you won't be over my dead body. Over my dead body. For so, but uh, but so, so if you want some merch, we'll have that available for you, and um, and uh, oh, and also I'll be in uh, Fort Collins, uh, August, I think eighteenth and nineteenth, and then I'll be in uh, Minneapolis at Acme on uh, like August twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. September I'll be in the UK. In UK, I'm getting emotional. September I'll be in the UK, and in November I'll be in Australia. And you can go to my website, GarethReynolds.com, for all that. I'll probably have Jose pins, um, but uh, but the, we have signature decals for cars. This is big, Dave. Gareth, we're brought to you in part by Helix Sleep. Uh, Helix Sleep, of course, is a mattress uh, situation. Uh, they do mattress things over there, and they do the best mattress things. We, Gareth and I have been sleeping on our Helixes for years. The best. Years, like five years or something. Less for me, but I love it. We, we liked our Helix so much that our kid came in and was like, how come your bed is so much better than my bed? We got and, and what Dave is saying there is a he, sleep. He, well, he's talking about our kid. He, it, it, just to be clear, right. Dave and I adopted a boy, um, and, uh, and he's our Franco, and he's our boy, and he's our son, and he's awesome. And he, he comes into our room all the time, and he's like, I love your Helix. He loves it. Loves it. So here's, here's what Franco did. He went, uh, he took the Helix sleep quiz which takes about two minutes. It, it figures out what's the best mattress for you and your body. Uh, there's all kinds of different things on there. Uh, and, hard, and, and I'll firm. just point out that he, uh, Franco's not used to passing quizzes. He's a bad student. Right. He takes after uh, Jerish in that way. Uh, so you, you can also, like how you sleep. Do you sleep on your back? Do you sleep on your side? Do you sleep on your eyeballs like I do? Franco's been sleeping on his ears. He's, he's my boy. But that, you say that like it's abnormal. Most people do do that. Because your head belongs right. on a pillow like that, so and so everybody's unique. So you got you can get the right Helix uh, sleep mattress for you. Uh, I got the the Dusk Lux. Same. Uh, and uh, it comes in a box. You open it up, it, it just comes to life right in front of you. And I just I don't mean to keep jumping. Franco came to us in a box too. We opened it up. The boy he jumped did. out. He'd been he had not eaten Cut in about the, four to six weeks. Had to cut the umbilical cord right there. Yeah. So they're made with a 10 to 15-year warranty, depending on the model. It's great mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dollop. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And it really is. They're, they jacked up the percentage, 20%. We're also brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course. Domains, websites, online tools, marketing tools, analytics. I've been in I've been business with Squarespace for over a decade. Uh, we we went to college together, and uh, we were on a ba- baseball team together. So we've been hmm. we've been doing a Bizarre. lot of stuff for a while. When, when I was looking for a website, when I was starting out as a, a young young comedian in the in the fifties, seventeen, I needed a website, and Squarespace has the best websites, the cleanest looking websites, the easiest to use. So that's why I started using them, because I'm a big dubby, and they got the all-in-one stuff. Uh, you can do e-commerce. You can sell products. You can do gift cards. You can sell digital products. You can sell subscription stuff. Uh, you got extensions. They got sales analytics. They got it all. 
And, of course, you can get your domains. Uh, they have 24-7 award-winning support. Gareth and I both have our websites with Squarespace. And Every then, website we have, we're associated uh, with is Squarespace. Every one, the dollop sources, the uh, our personal websites, the podcast. Yeah. You can get all your tour date information uh, right there. On I don't love the cross promoting so, stuff. I'm not into that. So if we could kind of keep it clean, I don't like Gareth. So look, here's the most important thing: go to squarespace.com/dollop for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, you use the offer code dollop to save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or domain. Do I've it. said enough about that. I've said enough about it. You've said enough in general. I think, honestly, I speak for the fans and the listeners. If you weren't to speak again for this episode, that would be too much. Can we get the Can we get uh, the address of the hotel you're at for if people want to swing by? <laughs> I think that'd I be cool. What, uh, can you just say the, Can you just say the room number and we get to kind of figure out the hotel? We can just call and try to figure sure. out which one. I'm in room nine nineteen. All right, everybody, you know what to do. <laughs> By the time this goes up, I won't be here. March 14th, 1879. Albert Einstein was born in Ulm in the German Empire. <laughs> oh, our greatest president. Our greatest... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Both sides of his, and I should say, uh, I didn't say Year of Our Lord J Town, who uh, I was going to say hats for now, yeah, who who does a who who's doing a late night bowling league, uh, which all the kids are into. There's rock music. Uh, there's what? a band sometimes that plays. There's lights. Do you ever think uh, the things a, you're saying, thing. Jake, as a new fan of J Town? Do you ever think the things you're saying yeah. about J Town don't sound that cool? No, no, the kids love late night bowling. They love it, man. They go okay. crazy for it. All right. The balls are, are fluorescent colored. It's uh No, they're not. The lights may... No, no, no. The, it's the lights. The balls don't become fluorescent. You're, that's just... The balls are fluorescent colored. No, they're not. Yeah, no, they are. J-Town made it... Both sides of Albert Einstein's family were Jewish uh, peddlers. His father, Herman, uh, which is a name that actually means Mr. Man, by the way. Uh-huh. Is that right? So we should... Yes. Uh, <laughs> Herman means Mr. Man? Mr. Man. Pee-wee Mr. Man. His father, Herman. It's got two ends on the end. So uh, anyway, he had done well at school but wasn't uh, able to go to college because most universities did not accept Jews. And Dave, let's just take a minute to think about <laughs> some of the stuff you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not uh, good or normal. Yeah. Well, sure. maybe it's more normal than you want to. Anyway, so he co-owned a feather bed company with his cousin, but uh, never a great businessman, Herman. Okay. Albert's uh, mom, Pauline, was from a very wealthy family and uh, was known for her biting wit and her sarcasm. Okay, sure. Which could sometimes be crossover into cruel. Okay, so she's a bit of a Dave Anthony. Why? Why am I taking body blows already? We just started. <laughs> I'm coming at. I'm mad at you. I am mad at you. Because <laughs> of Graylish? <laughs> Jerish, stop! <laughs> at least get your wrong right. In 1880, the family moved to Munich, and his sister Maya was born. The Einsteins weren't religious; didn't attend uh, the synagogue. 
Okay. Uh, city's 2% Jewish. That'll go down pretty soon. Um, <laughs> Young Einstein, very slow to Young talk. Young Einstein was a great movie. We can all agree Yahoo! Serious was fantastic in it. And uh, is that where you're yeah. headed? Yeah, this is about Young Einstein, the movie. Yeah, who's serious? The movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, he doesn't start talking until he's two. Interesting. He's uh, probably just, hey, dummy. No, he was hey, probably... dummy. He was probably just sitting there like, what do I want my first words to be? Yeah. They need to be yep. epic. They will be good. And it Excuse was... Excuse me, Mr. Man. Is this your first... <laughs> Is this your first word? No, no, this is, uh, no, these are, in, this is internal monologue. Now I will speak my first words. <laughs> okay. Wow, this is wild. What a time. <laughs> that's, that's your first. My goal in life is to have the craziest hair possible. So, so he would often, um, when he did start to talk, he would often whisper his words to himself, practicing what he was going to say, mm. which would cause, this caused the family to call him the dopey one. Oh, man. How great would it be to just, you know, like pop in every now and then to watch baby Einstein and be like, man, this kid is like, he's whispered because he's like calculated. <laughs> It's like, I must, I must make sure that Papa understands what I'm trying to say. I want for supper. Oh, look at this. This is stupid. Hello, Dopey. Uh, Hello, Dope Town. <laughs> I feel like I deserve cake for supper. Oh, this one is stupid. Hey, Jesus. little Dopey boy. Dad, why would you it's talk so to your boy like that? It's a weird way to talk to my son. Bordering on Hans and Franz, Dad. That's the household. Oh, my God. So he also played uh, quiet games and liked being on his own. So the nanny started calling him Father Boar. Father Boar. So everyone was just like, boy, this kid's off. Which yeah, he was. and also uh, incredibly mean on top of it. Very, yeah, right. There's <laughs> very that. Just brutal. They're being rude to this child. They're like, God, jeez. What's up, dud? <laughs> <laughs> dud is the best name. What's up, little dud? This is our other son, dud. Uh, hello. I uh, actually am just sort of, uh, I'm pensive more than anything, but. Uh, <laughs> dud, go to your room. It's the one upstairs. Uh, so young Einstein also threw temper tantrums. I think it's Maya, it, it, Maya in, it's Maya in English or, or Spanish, but M-A-J-A. I wonder if there's the J is pronounced in German. I probably should have looked that up. But I bet it's not. Quote, Maya said, quote, his face would turn completely yellow, the tip of his nose white, snow white, and he was no longer in control of himself. What? I'm sorry. I'm going to flag Maya's description of what happened to Einstein. He had temper tantrums. The tip of his nose would go white, and the rest of his face would turn yellow. So maybe she doesn't know he's, what she, a human he, is. I think that she's suggesting he's doing what doctors call lumpa-ing. Yes. And, I, and I'm flagging it. Okay. He um, would just he sit there sh- and lupa out. <laughs> Except the nose. The nose would be white, but the rest would loop, get his loop on. He threw, in a chair, he threw a chair at a teacher when he was five. He nice. regularly hit his sister on the head. 
One day, when he was sick, his father brought him a compass, and he found it very mysterious how the needle moved as if it was being pulled, and then he was drawn into discovering the forces of nature. This is, our stories are so similar. I had no idea how much I had in common with him. That is Mm -hmm. so similar. That's me now when I get a compass. Oh, yeah, you stare at it, and you I like, go, what? And then I just kind of, I spin until I get dizzy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, Dave, a compass is a watch with letters, mm-hmm. but not all of them. It's not. It's not at all. Well. It's not at all what it is. To each their own. I think that's what's great about a compass is it's up for debate. Uh, so Einstein loved music. He hated music lessons. Albert went to Catholic school, even though he was the only Jewish kid. He did really well in religious studies. That's a bit strange, isn't it? Well, it is strange, but also like, like they I were went non- to a Catholic school and I wasn't, I wasn't Catholic. I just went there because that was the best school. Like you just sometimes you're like, oh, that's a better school. Hey, sh- hey, shortest skirts. Am I right? <laughs> no. Come on, pound it, brother. Give me a fist bump. No, I'm not going to pound it. Come no, on. I'm not fist bumping anything. Hold on a second. I got to make a call. Residents in room 919, please. At nine, he switched to a math and science school. Uh, They had a Jewish religious teacher, and Einstein started to practice his faith. Okay. So he's eating kosher. He's obeying the Sabbath. His family hates it. They're like, what are you doing? So so, so um, his Jewish family, when he starts to be a Jew, is like, oh, please, what do you do? Enough. Oh, here we go. What about eternal hatred, son? Papa, did a rabbi bless this pork? Oh, here we fuck. Yeah, okay. Jesus. This day, dud. Just eat your ham. I mean, they're, they're like many, you know, non-practicing Jewish families, but if you bring in, like, doing stuff on the Sabbath and eating... Uh, kosher food that pe- people are like, oh, Jesus, really? Right. So, yeah, I get it. So, contrary to legend, um, Albert was often the top of his class in math. At 12, he jumped ahead and learned algebra and geometry on his own. Really is your story, isn't it? It's, I, I'm, I'm trying to not overly jump in because it's, like, yeah. very strange. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a little. I'm I'm wondering if this is even true or if you're just trying to like get me. Yeah, no, like uh, well, it's not April Fools. It's it's. I know that's what's so crazy. But I want yeah. Yeah. Okay, keep going. He tried to prove theories on his own, like the Pythagorean triangle theory, Mm -hmm. rather than learning previously established uh, proofs. Mm -hmm. His rejection of authority does not go well at school, and when a teacher kicked him out of class for insolence. Albert said, quote, yes, that is true, but you sit there in the back row and smile, and your mere presence here spoils the rest of the class for me. The teacher sat in the back? Yeah, that's a weird one. But maybe when the student is doing something at the board, the teacher sits in the back. Okay. Or maybe it's just a terrible way to teach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I always found, as again, I mean, I was an amazing student, but I always found that the ability to see this stuff was helpful. Yeah, sometimes. In 1894, his father's company goes bust. Uh, So they moved to northern Italy, and Albert said he'd never return to Germany, and he renounced his citizenship. If he'd stayed another year, he would have had to join the army. Oh, my God. Think of that. At 16, he wrote his... Yeah, terrible. At at 15 or 16, you have to join the... Whatever. So at 16, he wrote his first essay on theoretical physics, 
on the investigation of the state of the ether in a magnetic field. This is eerie, this is a dude. Great read. This is eerie. Yeah, it is. It's just so similar. He hoped to be accepted into the Zurich Polytechnic uh, College two years early. He was allowed to take the entrance exam, and he passed the math and science section, but he failed the general, the literature, French, zoology, botany, politics. Sure. So as a teen, he had, quote, masculine good looks of the type that played havoc in the turn of the century. Wow. Mm. That's, the, that's something I never really pictured, is that <laughs> Einstein Fuck was boy. Fuck sexy. Boy, yeah. yeah. Einstein. Yeah. yeah. Fuckboy Einstein is a movie I'm making. That's good. You can get Yahoo serious. He's available. So he, he, this is his quote about himself. Nice. 1.76 meters tall with broad shoulders and a slight stoop. Complexion is light brown. A garish black mustache sprouts above his large and sensual mouth. His oh. nose is rather aquiline. Aquiline? Aquiline. Whatever. The very brown eyes radiate depth and softness. The voice is captivating like a vibrating cello. Wow. So he, like, set up a Bumble profile. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, uh, also (laughs) garish, I feel like, very close to what you called me earlier. That is, uh, I I don't think you're allowed to describe your own mouth as sensual. I think that's pretty much a a rule. I have a naughty, a naughty powder mouth. What's that? That's bad to hear. That's bad to hear. The powder part, I guess, is what I'm really sort of struggling with. The naughty part is what you're not, though. Do you mean pouty or do you really mean powder? No, pouty. Like powder. Oh, pouty. I thought you said powder. No, I got a naughty. Sometimes it gets powdered. That's just unsettling and nobody's look nobody's happy so he stays with a family in switzerland uh, for a bit and he falls in love with the daughter marie who okay. is two years older two nice. years older at mm-hmm. 17 albert had enrolled in zurich polytechnic he liked a physics professor per weber so is that mr weber <laughs> yeah he invented the barbecue We'll get to that. That's what this is actually about. Uh, Interesting. He said, quote, you're a very clever boy, Einstein, an extremely clever boy, but you have one great fault. You'll never let yourself be told anything. It must be so hard to be smarter than everyone else because you're just like, right, no, I don't let you tell me stuff because you're like a bug to me. It's so funny to hear someone use the name Einstein before we knew, <laughs> because you're just like, right. Look, now it's a, yeah. you're not a genius, Einstein. Like, <laughs> now you'd be like, well, no shit, Einstein. The other pro- physics professor hated Albert. He failed him in uh, physical exam experiments for beginners. So that's hmm. where people probably get the thing that he was bad in school. So that, that is a thing. I didn't know that. And it's also, when you talk about the other classes that he was bad in, it's sort of like he, you know, he was amazing at something. <laughs> so he was probably just like, yeah, yeah this is what I want to do. Yeah. Albert often didn't go and was given an official warning by the school director. And when he came to class, he refused to do the experiment the way the teacher told him to. So he was trying hmm. to figure out a different way to do it, a better way to do it. So. Hmm. In, in July 1899, quote, he caused an explosion in the lab that severely damaged his right 
hand and required him to go to the clinic for stitches. Oh shit! So he it didn't. So that's he didn't do it. That's why you do it the way they want you to do it. Yeah, right. Otherwise, you get a powder mouth. Well, that I paid for. What? That's a surgery. What? He couldn't write or play the violin for weeks, which is Uh, just relatable. When I when. Go ahead. I just I could do this over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So things began to falter with Marie. He had been mailing her his laundry to wash. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. So I, I wanted. I'll wait so, until you're done. But yeah, that's. Yep. How you do? Sometimes he wouldn't. He wouldn't include a note or a thank you. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. It's like when you do those, so um, yeah, it's like when you, you, you just, I, I mean, what are those things called where you, you can just, you just, they send you sampling outfits. Uh, it's just like one of those. She was probably like, oh, cool. Oh, wait, these all smell <laughs> no, like mildew. Wash it. Yeah. <laughs> she was thrilled when he said he was going to visit, quote, I don't have to tell you, I will be counting the minutes until that time. And then he broke up with her. Mm. Well, that's tough. So keep counting. You gotta wait. You wait keep. until the the clothes come back before you pull that move. By the way, yeah, he absolutely. probably was wearing his like laundry day outfit for like six weeks in that time to like wait. He was probably like laundry laundry months. Albert quickly falls in love with the only woman in his physics class, Maleva Marik. She's twenty one. Uh, she's Serbian. She got into the university on her first attempt. Uh, one of only twenty women in eighteen ninety six. Uh, she's the only one in the physics and math department. She has had a limp since birth, which affected her confidence a lot. Sure. Uh, Albert pursues her for a year. She's uh, she's a little shy. And by 1898, they're in love. She grew up expecting no one is going to love her because of her limp. That's what she thought. She thought she'd just be an unloved, sure. smart person. Right. It's tough. But then you meet someone with a uh, sensual mouth, and you're like, oof. They wrote long lo- love letters to each other. Albert, quote, how lucky I am to have found in you a creature who is my equal, who is as strong and independent as I am myself. We understand each other's dark souls so well, and also drinking coffee and eating sausages, et cetera, et cetera. Included are eight pairs of dirty socks, my soiled underpants, five shirts, two pairs of pants, and two jackets, which I would like air-dried. Maleva wrote, quote, Professor Lennard is talking about the kinetic energy of heat and gases. So maybe they're on different levels. Uh, you get her. that back. Ah, my love, my love has written me a note back. It's time. Oh, I shall go to my room and I shall read this out the window with a nice breeze upon myself. I shall pour myself a nice espresso just to sit here and really save it a moment. Here we are. Uh, Lillard is teaching about gases. <laughs> I'm uh, masturbating. Um, okay. He called her. He called her my wild little rascal and my street urchin. By the way, the new name for you, my street urchin. Yep. She called him my wicked little sweetheart. He would reference Mm. his ex-Marie in letters. Quote, I know if I saw her a few more times, I would certainly go mad. Of that I am certain. 
I feel it like fire. Wait, he's saying that about his ex? Yeah, he's saying, he, I hope he's saying mad angry as opposed to like, man, I, yeah. I like one last time with that. With Look, that hot if I were ass. to run into her, I'd bang her five more times, but then I'd come back to you. <laughs> like a flame, fucking, like I'm hot. I would just bang her. Look, I know you didn't ask, but if I were to run into my ex, God, I would just freak out sexually. So people are shocked that Albert is going out with Maleva. A friend said, quote, I would never be brave enough to marry a woman unless she were absolutely healthy. Albert said, quote, but she has a very lovely voice. I'm I am obviously team Albert. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's not great. Yeah. He didn't say like, no, that doesn't matter. I like her. He's like, yeah, but she's she's a sweet talker. She has a voice that compensates for the gimpy leg. So uh, Albert's mom, Paulina, she loved Marie. She's very suspicious of Maleva. He told her his parents are going to come around and they'll, they'll like her, but they don't come around. He wrote her, quote, again and again, they complain that I have brought misfortune upon myself by my devotion to you. Wow. Why would you? This is a love uh, why, letter, by why the way. Why would you write that to her? <laughs> my parents think you are shit and going to kill me slowly. Have you ever? Have you ever? Had, did you ever have your parents not like a girlfriend you were going out with? Uh, no, I don't. I had that, and the way that I would have to <laughs> sort of defend the, lo- I would have to, no. She loves you. She does. She <laughs> likes you. You know what she I mean? Does. I was like, oh fuck. Just yeah. be like, I don't love the way she talks to you. I'd be like, I don't either, you know. Is your mom not like me? What? My mom not like you? She loves you. Well, I think that <clears throat> I think the differences between your girlfriends and this one is that his parents didn't like her because she was two years older and had a limp. <laughs> it's just this limp is real. It's amazing that she was pretty much right. Like, Maleva is the one who's probably accurate with the idea of like, I will go unloved forever because of my limp. Like everyone was like, you should have. She should well, have. I have reading old newspapers. I've come across articles like. Some people think that Hitler started the whole blue eyes blonde thing, but he didn't. Like it's it's smattered throughout papers of like right. you know, awesome human being is what we want to achieve. It's it's in it's already in the society, and that's over. Yeah, that's gone. We're not doing that anymore. That ended. Yeah. Uh, so Albert's always coming up with big ideas, uh, espousing new theories. And Maleva is very logical and pragmatic. Uh, she's a perfect sounding board for him. It's kind of debated how much she contributed to his work uh, as a partner, an editor, or a researcher. So in 1901, he wrote, quote, How happy and proud I will be when the two of us together will have brought our work on the relative motion to a victorious conclusion. Hmm. So it's our work there. Yeah. Uh, He goes on a trip to Milan, and he gave, quote, our paper to a university professor, but he only put his name on it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's Oz. It's up to a point, yeah? Wow. That's wild. (laughs) That's like if I, Uh, (laughs) if I, like, showed people this podcast, and I was like, you got to listen to my research. (laughs) (laughs) Got to hear it. Uh, So they get the two, they get the two lowest grades. In the class on their final essays Four four and five out of five students Hmm. She doesn't pass the course uh, So she's going to have to take it again Albert can't get a job He tried 
his old university, but both of his physics professors there don't like him. So he graduates, and he plans to marry Maleva. His mom, quote, threw herself on the bed, buried her head in a pillow, and cried like a child. Oh, my God. Paulina said, quote, when you are 30, she will be an old hag. She's she two is 32. years older. That is, I mean, this is <laughs> wild shit. This is wild shit. She'll be an old hag. Her parents were, quote, happy. This is great. Her parents. Now you're going to know where it all comes from. Her parents were, quote, happy that a beautiful man had fallen in love with her daughter who had such an ugly defect. Ugh. La, 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 la. Wow. I mean. Man. You know, the way we treat disabled people is obviously still not great, but we have made some. We have gone. Yeah. Yes. uh, Yes. For now. Again, I'm not sure what's going to hold any longer, but. Um, What they didn't tell their families was Maleva was pregnant. Aha. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Albert, I finished uh, in her pouty mouse. <laughs> no, that's not how you make a baby. Yes, I did it. No, I let that's go. That's not how you make a baby. I let her rip. The centrifugal no. force of my load was 2.2 kilometers per hour. There's nothing enjoyable about anything that you said. No one wants, no one wants to hear you talk. Maleva, don't let it swim up you. Let's weigh it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm sorry. So Albert fantasized about their future uh, together. Quote, can you imagine how pleasant it will be when we're able to work again, completely undisturbed, with no one around to tell us what to do? And you're like, you're having a kid. Yeah. So I don't know if you were aware of what's happening, but that's not what's happening. Finally, my life will be Meinstein. And something comes in and screams because it can't have a noodle. Am I, why is this child speaking in the first two years? Shut, he should be I don't sinking. know. 
This is a nightmare. How so do Zurich we come this. up with a serum to reverse a pregnancy once it's outside the body? Oh, shit. You're not as smart as we... Is it too late to turn him back yes. into a zygote? Yes. Zurich mm-hmm. is the center of a, a, a burgeoning birth control industry, which included a mail-order abortion drug. So she could have terminated. Wow. So like that's, that's a possibility. He, he really is saying that in a way to get rid of the kid? Uh, no, I don't think he is. I think he is right. excited. I think he just doesn't okay. understand what parenthood is. Um, this guy had some blind spots. It's a little like when um, when we learned about Darwin, and Darwin sounded like Homer Simpson. I mean, he's not like that, but it's sort of like, Albert, you know what <laughs> babies are, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and also, like, having having a baby out of wedlock, premarital right. sex in Serbian culture is really extreme. It, actually, that a lot of women commit suicide. Like it's a it's a thing. So she probably, I would assume, thought about terminating, but she didn't. Right. Um, Albert now really needs a job. He he said they should move in together, and then they go on a summer vacation with his mom. And Maleva is stuck in bed. She's very sick. It's a difficult pregnancy. She fails her course again, um, and it's getting really impossible for her to hide the fact that she's pregnant. Albert's mom was probably just like, what did I tell you? She's sickly. I see. She's a trouble. The limp the limp, the, the, limp, the, limp is, the limp is spreading. So Albert, meanwhile, is arguing with other physicists. He's writing to more established scientists to point out their mistakes. This doesn't go down well. He, he thought his old professor, Weber, was maybe giving him bad references or bad-mouthing him. Or it could have been anti-Semitism, or it just could have been his sure. behavior. Maleva goes to visit Serbia to tell her parents about the baby, and she wants Albert to come and meet the family for the first time, but he refuses to go. Smart. Nice. He gets, he gets a job at a private boarding school about 54 kilometers from Zurich, so Maleva moves to a town close by so they can be together, but then he just starts standing her up on their dates. So, so there, is, it, is it worse to have a child out of wedlock or live together before being married? I would imagine it's both, but definitely right. premarital sex is the big frowned upon. But they just wouldn't live together. Day. She's like, I'll move nearby. <laughs> like, they're going to have a baby. Yeah, she'll move. Yeah, she moved. Yeah, no, I didn't think it's about just that. A, so yeah. it, it feels, it's always got a bit of dude's world, huh, Dave? <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, very much. <laughs> Uh, so she just gives up and goes back to Serbia. She's like, this is wow. he's not paying attention to me. So uh, it struggles for about a year. Albert finally gets a high-paying government job in Bern, Switzerland, and he tells Maleva they need to figure out what to do with the baby. He hoped the child could come live with them, but it would be almost impossible for Maleva to join him as they're not married, let alone having this bastard child situation strange Seems like if they just gotten married this wouldn't be an issue but yeah yes yes yeah there is an answer <laughs> yes to all yes these things yes. that are now she has the baby a girl named lee searle lee searle okay um albert wrote quote what are her eyes like which one of us does she more resemble she must be completely bald oh i love her so much and i don't even know her yet Enclosed are two shirts and three pairs of pants. They're filthy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Still, he didn't visit, and they never registered. Describe her, her to me. <laughs> she's a baby, baby, like she's still oh a baby. my god, like she's, a baby. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, I can baby. just she's picture her. I can picture, a picture her. her. She's sitting on her mom's lap, and there's no dad around. That's the picture. Oh, I just that's, love that no image way. forever. That should be the image you, forever. Oh. You Please let me know what every follicle looks like. I must be included in this. It matters so much to me. She's my world. She's my everything. Oh. Okay, so her follicles are all sitting alone with no oh. dad, uh, oh. like on a blanket on a, or on oh. a couch. She's sitting there with nobody. Her oh. mom is cooking. Just, Dad's nowhere to be found. Leave the mother out of this. Describe her features to me and don't spare any detail for she means literally everything to me. She's my life. She's my existence. She's my world complete. Well, there's a frown because there's no dad. So she's always has a frown on her face. Does the frown have any little baby wrinkles around it? Does she have fat under her face? Are her arms chubby? Does she resemble the Michelin man? Please spare nothing for I must know all. As her father, she completes the circle that is Albert Einstein. Pauline wrote a friend, quote, This Miss Marique is causing me the bitterest hours of my life. If it were in my power, I would make every possible effort to banish her from our horizon. I really dislike her. So the mother-in-law's a little problem. This is a. Do you think that's a frosty a relationship? Is that a, that is a an tiny issue? Bit, like you it, think that relationship it seems is slightly not great. unfriendly? Yeah, just you do. A, okay, yeah, because I'm taking it as it's not great, but I don't know if that's sort of me just, you know. You can read between the words. You know what I mean? There's definitely right. something there that's okay. negative. Okay. So Albert's working at the patent office in Bern. He said he's very, very busy. Uh, he started doing his office work quickly so he would have more time to do his creative scientific thought, right? That's like his hobby, like, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, so, right. Well, and, and among his hobbies, not raising a daughter. Maleva goes to Bern that summer and leaves the baby in Serbia. <laughs> she had a case of the Alberts. <laughs> So clearly she's, whatever he's saying in these letters, clearly he's not into it at all. Yeah. Right? Yes. Or she would yes. have brought the baby. Yes. So things seem, things seem pretty rocky. He wrote, quote, you cannot imagine how tenderly I think of you whenever we are not together, even though I'm always such a mean fellow when I am with you. Do you do shoes? I put them in. Can you polish? It's the, <laughs> did you ever watch Taxi? It's the, the yeah. episode in Taxi where uh, uh, Danny DeVito, that woman's like, the only way I can love you is if you are not here. He's like, right. Uh-uh. In January 6, 1903, they get married. Oh, wow. No family what? there. A couple of friends. What? Momen- it feels like momentum's not with them. And she, remember, she's, you know, she's brilliant, right? She's going to the Zerg, right. she's going to Zerg Polytechnic, she's, but she now becomes a wife and homemaker. Okay. She was permitted to go to his intellectual discussion evenings, but just to li- listen, not to contribute. Sure. She's there to hear it. Maleva, quote, my new duties are taking their toll. Yeah. So Liserl gets scarlet fever in August and Maleva goes to Serbia to be with her. In September, Albert wrote, quote, three and a half weeks have already passed, and a good little wife should not be away from her man for any longer than that. But 
Our place still does not look nearly as terrible as you may think. You will quickly put it in order again. Wow. I, the, <laughs> does he remember the daughter? <laughs> I mean, this is 1903, so anybody who's thinking it's the time, it's not the time. There's plenty of fucking people who are like, I mean, I mean, obviously society is like women can't work, but there's still plenty of people that like treat you like a human. But also the daughter. He's like, She's she's not being mentioned at all. The daughter has scarlet fever, and he's like, well, okay, I guess these pancakes will just flip themselves. (laughs) Plus, he's basically just saying, I need someone here to fucking clean. Yeah, right. And by the way, that ad I've used on Craigslist, so I'm not even against that policy. It just seems strange in this situation to have it. Yeah, it does work. Trad wife. So... No one knows what happened to Lee Searle after September 1903. She's either adopted or she may have died. He never publicly recognizes her existence again. She's never mentioned again. She's not even listed as a child on his wiki page. She's just gone. (laughs) What? In May 1904, Maleva has another baby, Hans Albert. Okay. Well, this one has been born in wedlock, so he can stay, I guess. Right. Between March and June 1905, Einstein wrote a frenzy of physics papers presenting brand new ideas. He wrote uh, a good friend, quote, So what are you up to, you frozen whale, you dried, smoked, canned piece of soul? Why have you still not sent me your dissertation? Don't you know that I am one of the 1.5 fellows who would read it with interest and pleasure, you wretched man? I promise you four papers in return. People don't know that he was the roast physicist. He was a big, he was like, people don't know that about Einstein. He was a big roaster. He would really, he was not afraid to go at you with the flounder put down or the grouper stuff. Um, He was, he was always ready to go. So always ready. Yeah. Uh, So the four papers he was promising were, one, the very radical idea that light was made up of discrete particles, as gas and matter are. Sure. Two, a dissertation that tried to quantify how many molecules are in gas. Mm -hmm. Yep, right. Five. Three, on the Brownian motion, which Uh, I don't have to go into with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And four, special theory of relativity. Yep. Which is the big one. The, that's the, the hit. Boy. That's the hit. That's his Sergeant Pepper. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> indeed. So he explained that the fundamental laws of physics are the same, whatever your state of motion. <clears throat> Imagine a man in an airplane at home and a woman in an airplane. Each can pour a cup of coffee, bounce a ball, shine a flashlight. The same laws of physics apply. Yep. Motion is relative to other things, and time is relative as well. So you could witness two simultaneous lightning strikes, but if you're closer to one than the other, the closer one will appear to happen first. Light is a constant speed, motion, and time are relative, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's so funny how this stuff is all like, you now just know it, but it's what they're I was just going to say, it's like, duh. <laughs> yeah, because we've all learned that yeah, from him. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So Maleva edits and checks his articles. They celebrated its completion by getting drunk. 
Nice. After the writing, theorizing spree, uh, he just crashes. He's sick in bed for two weeks. Which I've done that. What happens to you when you go through one of your yeah, one of your big? I've done that. We call them brain, brain parties, is what we call them. But yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, it is. It's a brain dump. And when I actually really do have one, and I, I do finish a paper, I crash hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he sent the journal an addendum a few months later, stating mass and energy are different manifestations of the same thing. So an afterthought, mm-hmm. like we. Yeah. By the way, he, mass and energy are the same thing. Can you toss that in oh, there? Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, waking up, it's just like Kathleen O'Hara when he wait, when she wakes up. Uh, Catherine O'Hara when she wakes up, realizing she left her son at home. <gasps> wait a yeah. minute, huh? they are the same thing. I must let them know. He rewrote this formula as E equals mc squared. It's the big one. Energy equals hit. mass times the speed of light squared. It is a hit. It's a big um, hit. He's hoping that he, he's hoping this publication and theorizing are going to get him a better academic job. His sister wrote, quote, he was bitterly disappointed. Icy silence followed. Yeah. He's Jewish. Is that it? At the end of the day, yeah. Uh, A few eminent physicists took note, however, and the next year, other scientists start building on his ideas. Other, Other scientists, however, are dismissive, saying his theoretical approach was too Jewish. You know, um, and and can I just be the one to jump in here and say you're not allowed to uh-huh. say that anymore. And um, <laughs> and I just always think that that's, that's also you know, making a comeback. It's true. It's a, it's, <laughs> how do I put yeah. this, Albert? It's just um, you've gone full Jew. Yeah, I I get it. I get what you're trying to say about mass and energy. And uh, different manifestations of the same thing, but it's very Jewy, you know. Uh, you, you, e equals mc squared. Your theories equal pretty Jewish. Yuck. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what we're putting in the official report. Yes. So in 1906, he cranks out six more papers. Ten in 1907. While all while is working full time at the patent office. He applies for a like lowly academic position at the University of Bern, but he's expected to include new unpublished ideas in the application, and he thinks, well, my 14 published papers are going to be enough, so he includes them. Only one faculty member agreed with that. He doesn't get the job. Wow. Jesus. It's pretty crazy. Like It's just one of those weird... But again, you can't say that's not... This could be anti-Semitism, right? You can't yeah. at this point. Uh, the fact that his theory relativity relativity doesn't include the theory of gravity bothers him, as it would any of us. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> then one day at his job, he suddenly thought, if a person falls freely, he will not feel his own weight. And he would call this the happiest thought of his life. <laughs> Do you imagine just one day thinking that? That's like that's like me when I think of like a pun for stand up. I'm like, oh, that's good. But he's like <laughs> a little more resonance. And if I think and I think of if I think of a, a pun for stand up, I think, oh, that's bad. Dave, why would I think that? Dave, jokes are jokes, but hard jokes, hard jokes. Ugh, it's a crime. It's a crime. Hard jokes. You know that puts asses in seats, bud. 
he, he, it's still, he cannot get a job in academia, still. He lowers himself and he applies to be a high school teacher. That's a show. This guy has just come up with E equals MC squared, and he, he's like, what about Hollywood High School? That's a show. 21 applicants. He doesn't make the top three. Wow. He finally writes the thesis the University of Bern wants with his application, and he's accepted in 1908. Okay. But the pay is so bad, he has to keep working at the patent office. And he lectures at odd hours, 7 a.m. on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Only three of his friends start coming to the lectures. Months later, an actual student comes. It's a bringer. So then his, his friends stop coming. So he's lecturing to just one person, so he just stops. Uh, Zurich Polytechnic creates okay. uh, an associate Weird. professorship in theoretical physics. And the director goes to Bern to meet Albert and see him teach, and he's not impressed. He says Albert is a long way off. Also, um, there was a faculty report. Quote, Okay. Herr Dr. Einstein is an Israelite, and since precisely to the Israelites among scholars are inscribed <laughs> in numerous cases, not entirely without cause, all kinds of unpleasant peculiarities in character, such as intrusiveness, impudence, and a shopkeeper's mentality in the perception of their academic position. Just straight up, just Man. straight up saying, I mean, Jewish people Jesus cannot, they cannot be academics. <laughs> the... Uh, there's so I mean, much going shit. on there, but a shopkeeper's right? mentality? Fucking bananas. God they damn. They did not say all Jews were like that. Yeah. And, they, and even that non-Jews could be annoying. So it's not, it's not adopted as anti-Semitic policy, but they're like, look, this is what's going on with this guy. So it's, it's anti-Semitism... At the individual, right. but not official school policy. But it is official school policy if they're pointing it at the. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I'm very, uh, very much in line with you. Uh, that's <laughs> what a weird caveat to be like. Yeah, there are other annoying. There are annoying non-Jews. We uh, yes, we accept that. Since since non-Jew, that's like the theory. <laughs> I've come up with the non-Jew annoying theory. Four years after publishing his special, special theory of relativity, relativity, Albert was finally offered a professorship. Quote, so now I am, too, an official member of the Guild of Whores. Wow. By the way. I mean, you could see. You've got to I mean, see them live. <laughs> so good live. <laughs> One of the better live bands. Studio albums. Guild of Whores studio albums has been good. But um, I saw them in Lamb of God, and uh, yeah, great, great, God. great. That's that them opening for Lamb of God was the best. That is so good. Shout out Blythe. I bet I bet you a hundred bucks there is a Gilda Horse band. I bet you anything. <laughs> there is now. Yeah, it's gonna be Luke and I. Uh, so his appointment was printed in the paper, which led to a woman he met ten years before contacting him. Uh, their letters became very flirtatious and suggestive. And then Maleva intercepts one and writes to the woman's husband. 
and says Albert is outraged by his wife's inappropriate behavior. But Al- he was responding in kind. Wait, who? Albert, say, say what you just said again. She, she intercepts it. She sends a letter to the husband of the woman that he's sending letters to. It says Albert's offended by her behavior. Oh, Albert is offended not, by the, his, the dude's wife. Yeah, but let's just Maleva saying that because right, Albert that's was bullshit. clearly into right. it. He's, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's sending her socks. Uh, so they go to Zurich. He's now a junior professor. Maleva is pregnant again. He would lecture on a piece of paper with scribbles as opposed to just a big thing of notes like everybody else. Uh, and then he'd add to it as he went along. And he allows questions. He allows interruptions, which is very rare at the time. He thinks visually. Even if he's looking after his kids, they do not get his full attention. His focus is on his work while he's anywhere. Okay. Um, Six months after moving back to Zurich, he's offered a job in in Prague. Fifteen of his students start a petition urging the University of Zurich to do what they can to keep him. So they offer to increase his salary from 4,500 francs to 5,500, but Prague offers to double it. Maleva does not want to move. Quote, I am not going there gladly, and I expect very little pleasure. (laughs) It seems like her... I can say that about a lot of places. That's me going to a party. (laughs) I would also say that about her marriage to Albert, uh, essentially. It seems like none of it was ever, like... It's because maybe she had such a low bar set because of her fucking limp that yeah. she's like, whatever, this is as good as it gets. Um, yeah, right, right. But yes, that is, that is completely describes uh, me before a party, too. In October 1911, Albert was asked to present on the quantum problem at an elite physics conference. Marie Curie was there. So there is a furor around an affair that uh, she's having with another scientist. Got to be careful when you're talking about a German story and using the term Führer and for it's just furor. Yeah, I can hear. Sometimes I just hear Führer. So she's having this affair. Uh, it's a big it's a big scuttlebutt. But Albert <laughs> publicly stands up for her. Uh, but then privately wrote, quote, despite her passionate nature, she is not attractive enough to represent a danger to anyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, two things. First of all, he's doing that, probably defending her because he's, like, found himself in hot water for being, like, kind of a bit, uh, you know, uh, yeah, adulterous. But- and then, obviously, the second part, um, <laughs> just... <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so Albert, Albert travels around Europe. Uh, Maleva is stuck in Prague, which she hates. Uh, so she becomes very depressed. Sure. A family friend and Albert decide it was from a genetic disposition to schizophrenia. Yep. Instead of being stuck alone in an apartment. That's what I was no going to say. It was. Stimulation in a it place sounds, she hates. That's it's not schizophrenia. It. Absolutely. Is yeah, no, it's clearly because her family has. Yeah, problems. because she was normal in, in uh, the last place. So it's yeah, definitely now schizophrenia. Yeah, I sent her to a place where she doesn't know anybody and she hates. And she I don't ca- know what her problem is. She probably. She it's probably, schizophrenia. She probably caught it from someone. Yeah. While Albert's in Berlin, he meets his first cousin, Elsa. She was. Okay. 
She is a first cousin on both sides. Her mother was his mother's sister. Her father was Albert's father's cousin. Wow. So they were... All right. Double so cousin. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that, is, that is hot. It's the old double cousin. Yeah, yeah fully that's, a cousin. That's a, there's a lot of porn, double cousin. I've started talking about in stand-up about the... The the porn is now getting very close to, you know what I mean? It's not great. It's step uh, it's step porn. It's step. We're doing step now, and I'm worried that in five years we're going to be like, do we need the step? It's going. Yeah. Uh, so Elsa is divorced. She has two teenage daughters, Margot and Elise. She's the opposite of Maleva. She's homely. She's domestic. She's not intellectual. Is homely in- homely is not a, a bad term. I think it is a bad term. Okay. Um, that's how she was described. So okay. in letters, she teases him. She calls him henpecked by Maleva. Yeah, unattractive Albert is homely Rob- in North America. Okay, oh, but so then it's not, okay. it's not in, in Britain. So it probably means, yes, more of a homebody. Albert wrote, quote, I categorically assure you that I consider myself a full-fledged male. Perhaps I will sometime have the opportunity to prove it to you. Wow. So he's a DeSantis voter. It's just me riding my double cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I I forgot about that. Yeah. Suddenly he wants to move to Berlin. Uh Uh-oh. But they go back to Zurich in in July 1912, and Maleva's health has declined. Her depression deepened. Uh, She has rheumatism, which makes it very hard to go out in the cold. Rheumatism is really painful. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Elsa wrote to say to Albert happy birthday and asked for a photo and a book re- uh, recommendation about relativity. Relativity. It's Albert, weird when your cousin <laughs> that you might fuck is like, should we talk about relativity? <laughs> Relative? <laughs> should we flirt over relativity, cousin? Albert said she wouldn't understand any books and instead of a photo, come visit, quote, if you ever happen to be in Zurich, then we without my wife, who was unfortunately very jealous, will take a nice walk. Mm. Have you heard of fingering <laughs> by a river? I have this theory where the finger can be like the penis. <laughs> Albert was then offered three very impressive jobs. Uh, elected to the Prussian Academy of Sciences, director of a new physics institute and professor at the University of Berlin. So he's getting his credit now for being right. a, a smarty pants, right? Right. And he's overcoming anti-Semitism by being too smart to reject, you know? Right. So each, each has a decent salary. And he, he had to accept German citizenship, mm. but he could also keep his Swiss at the same time. Good. So at 34, he's the youngest member of the Prussian Academy, and he writes Elsa. His marriage is falling apart. She tells him to divorce Maleva. Albert, quote, I treat my wife as an employee whom I cannot fire. I have my own bedroom and avoid being alone with her. So that's it's, hot. It, it, it's, it's interesting that Maleva's, Maleva's basic worry is fully realized now. 100% realized yeah. that, Absolutely Yeah I can't imagine ever saying I treat my wife like an employee It's completely yeah. I avoid insane. her at all costs Yeah uh, Maleva did not want to move to Berlin 
She's dying. Number one, Paulina lives there. Paulina lives there. He hates. Right. She hates Paulina. Right. Second, Elsa lives there. Great. Albert, quote, my wife whines to me incessantly about Berlin and her fear of the relatives. Well, there is some truth in this. Yeah. I, my, she, wife, my mom yeah. is a total asshole and I do want to fuck my cousin. Yeah. Sorry, double cousin. She's really, really my, my major cousin and my mom. She's just so annoying and right. So the Berlin move seems to be the nail in the coffin for their marriage, but they give it another shot for the kids. So Albert sends Maleva a list of demands for their marriage to continue. Yes. And by the way, that's okay to do. <laughs> a lot of there's people no, think that you no. can't die hard terrorist your own marriage. You can. You can't. There's can. nothing wrong with sending your partner a list of your marital demands. No. What's the big deal? It's fine to do. It's called being married. Yeah. Okay. This these are quotes and they're numbered. <laughs> I can't believe we have Albert Einstein's list of <laughs> demands to his wife. <laughs> you will make sure one. That my clothes and laundry are kept in good order. What is with this guy? Did somebody not ever teach him <laughs> how to do it? <laughs> he's like me, and it, he is, it's crazy. He is one of those people who thinks he's too important to do laundry. Who and she's are these not people? Important. I don't know. I, laundry is. I I am home for two days in between our tours. At no point have I felt too good to just simply. I mean, laundry is very easy. Uh, two, that I will receive my three meals regularly in my room. Oh, my God. What, what are you, eight? This is like being in a hotel. That's what he is describing. Uh, yeah. Yes. That my bedroom, sorry, this is three, <clears throat> that my bedroom and study are kept neat, and especially that my desk is left for my use only. <sighs> New category. New category. You will renounce all personal relations with me insofar as they are not completely necessary for social reasons. Specifically, you will forego, one, my sitting at home with you. (laughs) Wow. What what is the point of even trying to do, like, basically, so basically so far the pitch is you'll be my servant, but I won't see you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Pretty two, good. My two, my going out or traveling with you. So here's my here's my marriage situation. No inside, no outside. So Huh, so it, it's a bit of a tree falling in a woods. If you don't see your spouse ever, are you married? <laughs> New category. It's like the Oscars. You will obey the following points in your relations with me. Uh One, you will not expect any intimacy from me, nor will you reproach me in any way. Wow. The first one is, it's, I, I wish we could see her reaction to reading this shit. Two. You will stop talking to me if I request it. 
What? What? To your wife. Imagine being halfway through. uh, No, we're done. Stop. (laughs) That's literally what it is. He sang in the middle of any conversation or in in anything. He'd just go. I think we're wrapping up. Cease with the words. Now. Over. Leave. Three. (sighs) You will leave my bedroom or study immediately without protest if I request it. Wow. I mean, this is, I, I <laughs> it, let's just say this hats off to him for what is a go for it pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're talking to me and I'm not into it, I can tell you to shut the fuck up. If you're in my room and I'm not into it, I can tell you to leave. I want you to bring me three meals a day regularly. <laughs> you do not touch my desk. Everything else you do touch and clean. Don't see me inside. Don't see me outside. Four. You will undertake not to belittle me in front of our children, either through words or behavior. Okay. We finally found one that I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Like, we But after found the one. list, after this list, it's like, I have no choice. The, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you, everything you said should be belittled. <laughs> I need to let our kids know what not to become, and that is a list-sending <laughs> husband. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the worst documents from a man to a woman in the history of the world. I'm pushing back. This is the best. This is his best work. Sure, he's done some great stuff. He realizes that it doesn't feel like your emotion if you fall off a building. That's big. That's bold. But the, the, I mean, you... the, the size, the size of the balls to... <laughs> like, this would be like what a therapist tells you to do in therapy and then shred it. <laughs> like, let's just do a fun exercise where you just let's write out your evil version of you. Let's get your absolute terrible. If I want out. you to stop breathing, you will. Jesus, dude, it's just insane. I it's love really that we get insane. it. I, she must have kept it and been like, "Here you go. This is here's your here's your hero." Well, at first she she accepts the demands. And then Albert reiterated, he would be a father, but not a husband. And then she's like, what's the point? She finally realizes it's pointless. Yeah. She's like, this is just, she's like, this is dumb. What's yeah. What is the point? Yeah. So they draft a separation agreement and Albert goes to stay with Elsa's parents. Uh That's his aunt and uncle. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So nobody would think now. Cousin, cousin Porkin back then. It's got a, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's fine back then. Absolutely fine. Is it? I mean, fuck yeah. The Kings and Queens are doing it. Like this is like totally normal. hundred uh. percent normal. Um, the day that they went back on the train, Albert cried the whole Why? day. Oh, oh, back to Zurich, back to Zurich. So the day he had to leave his aunt and uncles, which is Elsa's oh, parents. Oh, okay. He cried the whole okay. day. So right. he's, he's fucking Elsa. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the next day he visits his mom and she cheers him up. She's fucking thrilled 
uh, about Maleva and Elsa. Ugh. Oh, finally, you're setting into a normal relationship by porking your cousin. Yes. In August uh, 1914, uh, World War I breaks out, and Albert's a pacifist. Quote, at such times, one sees to what deplorable breed of brute we belong. He's appalled that scientists he admires support the war. Some even change their research to develop chemical weapons for the army. Hmm. They're very into, I mean, the stuff they printed was like, to preserve our culture, we have to kill, like, you know, it's fucking crazy. So It's crazy, and it hasn't happened since. I just want to be clear. This yes. was a bubble time. The only time. The only time. Small town. Thank you. Small 93 town. intellectuals and peers published a document supporting German militarism. And Albert is absolutely disgusted, and he writes a pacifist response, but could only get four supporters for his anti-war statement. Wow. So there's no other academics, intellectuals that are on board. They're all just like, do, yeah, do you, do, Doesn't that seem like a, an enormous uh, problem, potentially our biggest problem in a way, is that whenever evil leaders are doing evil things, they can change the story simply by manipulating the lead stories of the time to become about war and that if you uh, are dissent that um, you are the enemy and that that's extremely effective I have no idea what you're talking about I was reading the I mean I just was reading this thing a couple days ago <laughs> about just that that George W. Bush's approval rating after 9-11 oh. was 91% and yeah, yeah it was crazy and it, and if you were like, are you sure that he's... Everyone was like, well, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nuts. Good time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. And so, dying. Uh, his sons are begging him to visit, but he, he can't for months because of the war. And when he finally did get there in September 1915, he only saw the boys twice in the three weeks he was there. He's... <laughs> You got to look. Okay, how about this? Albert Einstein <laughs> had the schedule he wanted to have, and that's impressive. <laughs> he keeps working on his generalized theory of relativity. Uh, by November 18, 1915, he had revised Newton's theory of gravity and the universe. I did that. Suck it, Newton. Yeah, I did that. I know you did. I did that two different times. <clears throat> He presents it to the Prussian Academy. Physicist John Wheeler explains, quote, matter tells space-time how to curve, and curved mm-hmm. space tells matter how to move. I, uh, I, I'm not going to get into the weeds on this one. I see, overall, I, I agree. There are mm-hmm. some tweaks I would make to that. Yeah, like... Well, I I don't know. What do you define as what do you define as a bend? Is my question. What is a bend? Oh yeah, I can't really get into a bend right now. That's going to take too much time. Yeah, and I'm glad I've never been happier to hear you talk than when you said that. (laughs) Um, So this is a new way to view reality. Space and time are not separate forces, but instead formed a fabric of space time. Yeah. 
So whatever, it's a big deal. In February, sure. he begs Maleva for a divorce. At Easter, he goes to Zurich, and he's thrilled to hang out with his sons, and he wrote Maleva complimenting her parenting. Now, remember, he's in town with her, and he writes her a letter to say she's been a good mom because these mm-hmm. boys are good boys. Yeah, that's cool. But when she tries to meet, to discuss the divorce, he declines. Yeah, well, did she not get the demands? What, she hit her head and forget? One of his sons is like, just pay her a courtesy visit. He refuses. So the boy's like, well, I'm not going to see you until you go see Ooh, mom. Demands. He does. He does not see his kid, his kids again for the rest of the trip. He's good. He's he's a good dad and husband. After Maleva checks herself into a sanitarium, Albert, however, doesn't believe it. Quote. Isn't it possible nerves are behind it all? You have no idea of the natural craftiness of such a woman. His mother agreed with him. Weird. But she's always been, she's been the biggest defender of Malavia. Malava. She, uh, she has been, like, this is, like, so she's been through years of abuse. Yes. This is a woman who has been broken, not arrived broken. broken. Yes. So, so you, you are in a society that views you as not, uh, not a human if you have a limp. And she finally finds a guy who's like, no, I love you for what you are. And then that man proceeds to destroy her. One would also think that being a, a Jewish physicist or a Jewish person at this time would kind of front load you with some sort of empathy towards this person. Nine! Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. In 1916, he published his theory of general relativity for the lay reader, so the common man. So kind of like the paperback. Yes. He read it aloud to Elsa's daughter, Margot, to see if she understood, and she said yes. But later on, she told a friend it was totally baffling. Yeah. What? She's like, no, I get it. I totally get it. What the fuck? Yeah, that's cool. Well, we're just getting started. Oh, God. In 1917, Albert is having terrible stomach pains, and a doctor diagnosed him with chronic stomach malady. Eating well uh, at this time, very difficult because the wartime food shortages. Uh, he loses 50 pounds. Nice. Uh, and then he moves into the same apartment building as Elsa's, right? Hmm. So she can look after him. So same building, different rooms. Hmm. So she can look after him. Hmm. Albert's youngest son is also uh, sick, and he travels with the boy to a sanitarium. He wrote a friend, quote, The little one is very sickly and must go to Orosa for a year. My wife is also ailing. Worries and more worries. Nevertheless, I have found a nice generalization of the Sommerfeld-Epstein quantum law. <laughs> Man. I, I, it, he just, I mean, so I guess he's just kind of not fully capable of the love of a family man, is what it sounds like. He's, yeah, it sounds like he's not, yeah, it sounds like he's not great uh, as a human. He's, yeah. he's a genius when it comes to, you know, science and physics. Yeah. He writes Maleva again about a divorce. 
offers to give her half when he wins the Nobel Prize. Okay. Which he's sure he's going to do. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this, so I'll give you half. Yeah. Obama got it. So she agrees to this. Yeah, Obama got it. She agrees to this because it's a lot of money. Sure. The divorce was finalized after World War I uh, on February February 14th, 1919. One of the provisions in being granted a divorce was that he not remarry for two years. That's not Elsa. That's the court telling him that. You can't do that. Four months later, he marries Elsa. I agree with that one. Bring that one back. I think you'd have to you'd have to take some time, but whatever. We're yeah, old. but he does it in four months, which is cool. But it's also, yeah, I guess, this Elsa. is a little different because he's known her a lot longer because it's his cousin. It's his cousin, double cousin. Yeah, D- DC. Like it was and already incest. Other- it's the double incest. They're doubling down on the incest. That's right. It feels like I'm fucking my mom's nephew. And my dad's nephew. You know what I mean? You know, when I'm sleeping with you, it's not like I'm screwing my mother's sister's daughter. It feels like it's my father's brother's cousin. (laughs) Me too. Oh. That's the end of part one. How do you feel? Uh, Again, I'm just like, I just, uh, you're going to be surprised. I did not know much about Einstein. Um, obviously a lot of our science stuff there's crossover but um, yeah drama 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 yeah he's I just remember reading little snippets of how horrific he was to women I just it's just really it's yeah bad. I mean like they, they, it's not it's not kind of bad it's fucking terrible like it's well yeah I, well it's it's I mean I guess it actually really depends on who he's interested in because it sounds like to Elsa, he was probably a good guy, but to um, Maleva, um, horrible, horrible. I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, Maleva, and then the first one, Marie, he's sending her his laundry. Like, he's not good. Yeah, no. I, 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 he was so bad to Maleva, I'd forgotten about the first one. Yeah, and now Elsa's more of a trad wife, right? Like, she's more like, okay, this is what. This is what we are. I bake pies and make right. clothes. She fit better. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. What is part what's part is part two <laughs> What are your th- what are your feelings on part two? Uh it's different. Let's put okay. it that way. Interesting. It's different. It's got a different it's got a different uh It's, it's kinda like world. the kill bills. Yep. Okay. Both awesome. of which I hated both those, but yeah. What's wrong with That's you? That's one of um, the three movies. A three, one of the three movies I walked out of my lifetime is the Kill Bill one. Oh, what? I, but you saw the second horrendous, one. Horrendous, horrendous film. Uh, I saw parts of it, I, but like it was on once. And I, I should watch the. I should watch it again. See what I think. Um, all right. Well, tune in next week, everybody, for part two. We'll do a little logo. And then the sky. No. It's red with blood. No. What? No, dude. Stop pitching. Uh, sources for this episode. Uh, first of all, Charlotte George did uh, the research, which uh, was awesome. Uh, travel diaries from 1922 to 1923. Issues in Science and Technology. Albert Einstein article 2005. Uh, Fred 
Jerome, Einstein race, and the myth of the cultural icon. British Scheidler, the scientist as a moral authority, Albert Einstein between elitism and democracy. Uh, Walter Isaacson, Einstein, his life and universe. The travel diaries of Albert Einstein, the Far East, Palestine, and Spain. Guardian, Einstein's travel diaries reveal shocking xenophobia. Uh, medium, turns out Einstein was a cold-hearted misogynist who attempted to control his wife's every move. Michelle Zackheim, Einstein's daughter. And uh, that's it.